What is up, everybody? Breaking news. Um, Joe said it on the podcast before we stopped recording that there was more emails released uh, to the Raiders uh, from the investigation by the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. NFL, uh, actually. Okay. Um, well, so w- we got that news. Um, we stopped recording. We sent everything to the producer. Uh, we were going to get it all uh, posted. And then um, John Gruden resigned. Yeah. Within like an hour of us finished recording. So we're doing an emergency add on uh, portion of the podcast just to kind of exchange feedback. Um, I did not see this coming. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll go first, I guess. I'll tell you for a couple of reasons. One, because it happened 10 years ago. It happened while he was at ESPN and while it was shitty and it was a horrible thing. I thought the Raiders would just look beyond it because they're not known for their uh, morality there at that organization. So I figured well, they would just be like, all right, whatever. Well, Brad, um, you were out, as we alluded to on the show, you had somewhere to be. So I don't think you've had the time to read everything that's come out since. I have not at all. So, okay. so this did not happen 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Cool. It, it started 10 years ago. Not cool. But apparently this went up all the way up until he was hired. So the last email oh, was basically four years ago. In twenty seven out of here. In twenty seventeen, he said Eric Reed, who was Colin Kaepernick's homie, who was kind of stayed in the league post Colin Kaepernick, yeah. he said he should be fired and that Goodell must be in concussion protocol because he's not doing anything about all this social justice stuff. So that was one thing. He also called okay. he said, um No, you have to excuse my language. But um, he he made uh, homophobic slurs towards Robert Goodell, and he said it's BS that Goodell is forcing Jeff Fisher to take that queer Sam uh, Sam Sam Michael Sam. Yeah. Um, he the said the player, the defensive end that he took in the yes. basic in the sixth round. Um, he made disparaging comments about female officials that they shouldn't be a part of the game. So it wasn't one area that was touched that okay. went untouched by Gruden so let these me, emails. Let, yeah. Full disclosure, like you were just saying, um, I honestly thought it was a rash of emails that was sent like with that other email from 2011. I thought it was like a back and forth between him and one other party. I was unaware that this guy is just an asshole like that. Yeah. Um, this was over a 10 year period. That's insane. The yeah. fact that. So how did they find it? Was he emailing his brother Jay at the, no, the Washington this football is what team? I was telling you uh, earlier, he was in contact with Bruce Allen, who was the oh, president Bruce of Allen. operations. That's, you tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. And oh, as okay. the NFL is uncovering all those emails, they're finding. You did say that. These yeah. emails in the middle. Well, because. The reason is it's kind of a weird tangled web because I, what you're about to say Bruce, was what I was thinking as well, by the way. Yeah. Like, cause he knows Bruce Allen through his brother, Jay, who was a head, the head football coach of the Washington football team. So I just assume that's where it all stemmed from. And this, and as these were breaking the, uh, in the midst of all the seriousness, the one joke that popped in my head was, Oh, that's how Jay was able to keep his job for so long. <laughs> like yeah, it's kind of way earlier than that. It's I find it fascinating from the perspective that obviously I was a white player and almost all my head coaches were white almost exclusively. Um 
and I, you know, everyone says, what do they call it? Like locker room talk where everyone says disparaging things to each other and we're all assholes to each other, but it's never, it was never from like a place of hate. Yeah. It was honestly like just busting balls a little harder than most people go, but it was just like, so for someone to genuinely in their heart have hate or yeah, bias, this is like unprompted emails. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's, it's not mind blowing to me because it happens every day, but it's just, I find it, I don't know, perplexing. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like we used to dick around and joke all the time. Like, you know, or like, you know, bust balls and stuff, but it's one thing to be like, to make a, 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 a improper joke. And it's a whole other thing to just straight up be like, you know, dropping F bombs, you know? Yeah. I don't want to say it. Cause I, I've, yeah, I, I don't, I it. don't ever use that word, but it's like to be like, you know, fucking queer and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, well, where's that? Like, where does that come from? It's just deep seated. I don't want to say hatred. Cause I don't but know to, if he hates to be around just, football your entire life and be around black he, players and stuff. And then still have that disdain for an entire race. I, of people. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's just it's lack of understanding. Um, again, it goes back to kind of how that that whole conversation kind of got co-opted when it wasn't just um, protesting racial injustice. It became protesting the flag and the anthem, the way people kind of co-opted that. You would think somebody at his level, I, I haven't seen the exact emails and how he was phrasing it, but if he was taking it in that direction, you would think somebody who is calling the games and talking about the games and is talking to the players and it should be asking questions like, so why are you doing this and understand it? Cause he's, he was Monday night football at that point. Not only that, I completely agree with you, but there is a, there is a zag to the zig. So if you don't, if you want to take the political route and you think everyone should have to stand for the anthem, it should be a fireable offense. If you kneel for the anthem, if that's your opinion, then keep it to your fucking self. Don't oh, even bring it talk up. About it you know what I mean? Buddy. In an but email. See, I guess that's the thing is what I'm saying is like, don't even, there are certain political views that I have that I don't bring up with anybody because it's just one of those things where it's like, and they're not negative, but it's like, I come from a mostly conservative family. So it's like, why would I even talk about that stuff? Because one, obviously he felt safe talking to his friend. And yeah. two, he believed his friend had the same viewpoints as himself, so he felt like he was talking in a safe space, never thinking these emails would ever get out. See, and that's the one thing about technology. Now, I don't... I was trying to write a bit about this years ago, but I was trying to write a bit where it's... Do it in, live in person. That way, no one could ever... <laughs> well, <laughs> I was trying to write a up. bit, and it's, it's the same thing with comedy, where people will record 10 seconds of a, an entire bit, and then they take it out of context. Or same thing with podcasting. I mean, obviously, it's not a racist thing, or a racial thing, or a gender thing, or anything, but like if we're talking about Kyrie Irving, and I say, well, I think it's really fucking stupid that he doesn't get vaccinated because he can't play half his games, and someone just clips out, I think Kyrie Irving's really fucking stupid, then all of a sudden, it's like, that's not that's not what I meant. So yeah. I understand like that aspect of it. But at the same time, I was trying to write a bit about like, I like to be in person because I was raised by, you know, my dad was in sales. He always said, be in the room. So I was trying to write this bit about how like, oh, I'm old school and I hate technology. But a lot of people think I'm like a conspiracy theorist because I won't send emails and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was dumb bit and it never worked. and I couldn't figure out a tag for it. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, 
yeah, this is this is why if you're going to say <laughs> shit like that, you don't send emails. Be in the room. Yeah, what sit down with buddies? a cigar and a scotch and say all your dumb shit. Like, don't. Yeah, one of my buddies um in our group chat basically said what you're saying. Like, not even just the email part. He sent it to his friend's work email. Yeah, he sent defamatory language to somebody who works for a private organization. This is. Is this post deflate? Well, some of this is post deflate. So we know that the NFL is willing to go pull up your text messages and every cell phone records and yeah. sent it to somebody's work email. The, the level of ignorance as well as brazenness. Arrogance. arrogance. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. The brazen and arrogance to think that this is this will never touch me. I can speak this way anywhere and I'll be okay. And the thing I want the listeners to know is that I'm not saying like, yeah, I wish the world was a better place. And I could say, oh, well, you shouldn't say things like that ever anyway. But the fact is, that's not the case. People are going to say shit like that. People are because, prejudiced. People are biased. Whatever. Just yeah, it, it exists. Don't be stupid it's, enough it's, to email it. Yeah, don't. It's and the the thing that's probably the most. Now, I want you just never to say these things. But yeah, obviously, that utopia. goes without that goes without saying. Um. Hey, but uh, the thing that I really can't get over is the like, it's one thing because it's like a boys club. So I and he's like an older dude and it's still not it's not okay. But the anti women stuff and the homophobia, I can at least wrap my head around why he might be like that. But the racism is the thing that it's like, well, dude, you've made your entire career on the backs of of minorities. I mean, that's <laughs> if we want to have a very deeper societal conversation. Yes. So did slave owners. It's a control thing. They don't see their players. They don't respect their players. Their players is only the means to an end. Yeah. And I, I guess I now, yeah, I guess I could see that that's some coaches act like that, but that's why even in my, in my walk off earlier, I questioned, Hey, let's relook, let's reassess the Keyshawn Johnson thing. Because yeah, obviously no, yeah, he has did. a problem with players and that was something I was speaking up, earlier, yeah. but I didn't write it into cause I was like, that's way more research I'd have to look into. But that's why I mentioned the Marquette King thing, a punter who's black and quote unquote Loud, has to, yeah. yeah is been labeled a quote unquote diva or whatever. Let's get him out of here. Khalil Mack. He's not a diva. He's a banger, bro. He was so good. Uh Khalil Mack whose up. extension is coming up. I don't want him making that much money. Let's get him up out of here. Like every yeah. time it was a black person who came Amari Cooper. Let's get him out of here by the time for his extension. Well, so, I do want to I do want to push back a little bit with the extension thing because that was also because Mark Davis was cash poor. Well, I, but they couldn't I, afford the extent because if you yes. extend a player, you have to have the salary. You but have to have the guaranteed money in an escrow that, account. Yeah, yeah. To not have the common decency to, to have the talk conversation to your player, you just got hired and you have not. Yeah, he didn't three even meet months with Khalil. in. He hadn't spoken to Khalil Mack. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and we talked about it earlier. I just it's because as as dumb as some of my material is, and as and I've talked to you about this uh, privately off air, but I, I mean, I'll make it known to the listeners. Sometimes I will reach out to you. I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast. I know I've said it on my other one, but like I, because I don't have malice in my heart or hate in my heart, a lot of times it's, it's difficult for me to see where the line is when I'm telling a joke, because I'm like, we're just joking around. Like it's, 
Like I'm trying to be funny. I don't have any kind of ill will towards people. So sometimes I do cross a line and without even knowing it, because I'm like, Oh, we're just telling a joke. Like I would joke this way with all my friends just because you're black or Hispanic doesn't make you any different. Like I'm going to joke with you the same way I joke with my white friends, which I think is the basis of treating everybody equally. But at the same time, I know I trip up with that because I've said things before and you're like, Hey man, like maybe that could be (laughs) twisted the wrong way. And so I've changed some of that stuff uh, because I, my goal when I get on stage is not to offend anybody or make anybody upset. It's to make people laugh. But to that point, I've always been that way. Like I've been around, I've been around athletes my whole life. So my upbringing, and I've said this to you on the other podcast, but I've always been, I've always been the minority. I've always been surrounded in environments by people who were smarter than me or people who were more athletic than me or people who never looked like me. And so to me, it's just, those are just my teammates. So it never, it never dawned on me to, to think that way about like your team. Like it's one thing if someone comes in and does you a certain way and then you, you have ill will towards a certain person, but to just generally blanket an entire race of people. And again, I work in the service industry. So there are certain guests that come in and you go, I've done this a long time. Like I, I'm going to assume they're not going to tip me black, white, doesn't matter. Like I've had trash come in from all sorts of places, but at the same time, I don't just automatically assume when a table sits down, like, you know, just because they look a certain, like, you know what, does that make any sense? Or am I just rambling? Um, Like, I I get it. And that is, that also comes from a place of privilege because you don't have to, not, not the table thing, but as far as like the coaching and uh, relationship with your teammates, because you never had to think that way. Um, Yeah. Well, it's the same way I tell it all the time. When I got, I've been arrested eight times and I've screamed at cops, yeah, you tried said, to fight cops. You said the same thing never between once, me and you. If yeah, people looked at me, never once did I think I was going to die. Who's yeah. the guy who played football yeah, in college, college? Football, yeah. And who's the guy who's been arrested eight times? People are going to think me. me. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is like in all the all the stuff that I, I all the run-ins I've had with the law and authority and things like that. Like I've acted like an asshole, but never once, never once did it go through my brain like this guy could kill me. I've been tased before, but never once did I think they'll shoot me, which is something you and I have talked about again on the other show. But it's just. And this. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 insane to me to think. I mean, I guess it's not insane because it happens all the time. But to just be uh, I'll end it with this to be that that close to deal with players every single day to know the ins and outs of their lives to to. To like, and this is the thing I have in movies too, like that Stockholm syndrome. Even if you were the most bigoted person in the world, yeah. if you were around these people every single day and saw that they're just people like everybody else, something would have to change in your brain. And for that to not be the case is insane to me. Yeah. Um, it's like I said, am I shocked by it? Not really, because. We've seen this countless many other times, uh, different coaches, different professions. I mean, Urban Meyer brought in a dude who had three months ago been labeled a racist by his yeah. players 
and thought he could work in the NFL. No issue. So and we uh, and we see it with gender too. We just did the story about the National Women's Soccer League. Yeah, and we see it with gender in in the NFL. In the NFL, well, not in the NFL, but Urban Meyer again. Not to just harp on your coach, but um, the situation that made him leave Ohio State, basically not caring yeah. for women whatsoever. Um, well, and then what happened with David Shaw with the was it David, David Shaw? Don't do that to my guy. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't David Shaw. What <laughs> happened with the prostitutes? Who is that? The prostitutes. Yeah, remember they they basically hired a bunch of prostitutes for their players. God, who was that? Oh, you talking about Les Miles? Was it Les Miles? Les Miles did that at Oklahoma State. Oh, maybe I'm thinking about Les Miles. Okay. Who was the coach? I thought it was David Shaw. My bad, David Definitely Shaw. Definitely not David Shaw. It's Stanford? Come on. What do you think kind no, of program the, he's uh, running the, there? Who's the coach of Texas? Uh, currently? Yeah. It's not Tom Herman. Steve Sarkeesian. Kirby, uh, was it Kirby Smart? God, I could have sworn you there was a coach You are just that. reckless speculation all over the place. Just throwing somebody I'm sorry. We'll take all this out. <laughs> but I would stay there. I don't got time for that. But um, another thing with all the homophobic and the gay slur... The irony that the first openly gay NFL player who is not really come up at all this year is on oh, yeah. the team, team Carl Nassib, who's on the team where now it's revealed that his coach had these disparaging things to say um, prior. And that's why a Carl Nassib was silent for so many years, because, you know, that type of uh, ideology yeah. runs rampant in as I, I don't know as much as the players rank, obviously, definitely. Um, but the coaching ranks, the organizational ranks, all that. So do you think um, so? I That's I don't know if you want to leave this in, but that's an interesting topic as well, because I'm leaving this all. The, this is our okay, back. Was, opus. Well, because well, there's a strong anti-gay. Not I, I don't know how to word this. Um, I know in certain. Homophobic. I, well, I don't want to say homophobic because maybe it's homophobic, but I know in certain communities, um, like when I grew up in Daytona, uh, like certain parts and especially a lot of guys in the locker room were vehemently like, yeah, black, like, you know, a bunch of the, homophobic. yeah, like a bunch of the white players would be like walking around, grabbing each other's dicks, acting like assholes. I and they'd straight up be like, the day. yeah, get that gay <laughs> shit away from me. Yeah. So do you, do you think, wait, let me, let me, let me clarify. That's not what I said to you the other day. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not what you said. There was something said on your podcast. One of your uh, guests was watching. Him and his friends were watching porn. And I was like, yeah, white dudes yeah, yeah, yeah. love watching porn together. It's so yeah. odd. Yeah. That's what you said. You didn't say get that gay shit away from <laughs> I did not. Um, but I know that that's very prevalent in locker rooms, especially. And I know, you know, through some of my friends, that's a very prevalent because I sometimes used to get drunk and do really dumb shit trying to get everybody to laugh. And that is not allowed, um, especially uh, with my black friends. That is not allowed at all. And so we're not doing that. So what my question is, do you think the home, the the anti the homophobic remarks by Gruden, do you think that's um a product of the locker room or do you think that's a product of his upbringing or do you just, I, I, I mean, this is just, wild speculation, but yeah, this is wild speculation. Um, I think that's just a prob product of this country. Uh, yeah. Christianity. Cause you see what I'm saying? Like one can beget into the other. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't think that is born in the locker room. I think that's brought to the locker room. I think okay. people carry that. Yeah, from, yeah. Yeah. 
their household, their upbringing, yeah. how they're raised, how they're conditioned, and they take that to the locker room. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. Because you see what I'm saying is it's mm-hmm. one of those, I mean, it's shitty all around, but again, I don't want people to think we're naive enough to be like, oh no, you should always love everyone and be sweet to I mean, yeah. Fuck, there. I don't give a shit who you are. There's certain people that piss me off, and I'm like, I'll fucking fight you. And you know, it's not. I don't give a shit. What? What does he say? And remember the Titans, Denzel Washington. I don't care if you're black, white, green, purple, or orange. (laughs) Well, um, yeah. yeah, It's. I mean, it's. It's a shitty thing that happened. I'm glad he's out. Uh, Where do the Raiders go from here? Because they were kind of on the rise. They were. They were doing some some good things. So two things. One, I think it's very. it's very important that he resigned and not he quit yeah. because this is the same thing that people were talking about with your coach um, resigning yeah. versus quitting resigning. You don't get the money that's guaranteed to you. Yeah. You forgo all the money. Yeah. You forgo the rest of your contract. So I believe he had like six years left on his deal. So 60 million, 60 million. Yeah. left on the table there. And I think he was supposed to get some type of equity in the team as well. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but where they go from here, they've, um, Susie Colbert already reported that they're going to go with their special teams coordinator as the interim coach. Um, I think I think the team rallies at least this upcoming week. I'd have to see. I think they'll win two or three in a row after this. Um, But I mean, they're they're back on the coaching search. Um, They another coach. You got now. You again. You got to bring up the David Carr question. Is he going to be the guy? Is the next coach that comes in, is he going to be stuck with him or is he going to have the flexibility to look for someone else? Um, I'm going to call it right now. Eric Bieniemy will be the new I was gonna head say, coach. You know, my Raiders. first call. <laughs> yeah. Not only is he more than capable as a coach, the optics of it. I mean, let's, I let's hate call for it what it, to it is. Be an optics higher, but. But he, I mean, you know, as well as I do, he's more than qualified yeah, for that he's position. He's more than deserving. And I'm saying if if this is what it takes for him to get a head coaching job, because he's deserved one for three years now. So if this is, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, who cares how you get it? Just get it. Like, but I mean, obviously it matters. But at the same time, I think that'll be their first call in the offseason. I think that'll be Mark their Davis first call. I don't gonna, know if he'll take it. I think they should. Ooh, you don't think he'd take it? I think he's going to get other offers. He, ha- he has to get other offers. Um yeah, but Oakland's a good spot now. I mean, it's they revamp. I'm sorry, um, Vegas is a good spot now. I mean, it's in Vegas now. <laughs> but the only reason I think he wouldn't take it um, is because it's the same division of Kansas City. I don't think he wants to be oh, that's true. in the same division. Yeah. Um, Leslie Frazier, thinking about the Bills and that defense and what he's built there. Um, Brian Dable, uh, the offense he's built in Buffalo Leslie as well. Frazier is the defensive coordinator for Buffalo? Yeah. God, he's crushing it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, it's too bad what happened to him Todd in Minnesota. Bowles, uh, Todd Bowles. Um, Todd Bowles isn't going Brian anywhere. Brian Leftwich. Um, I'm just saying, the cord- t- some of the top. You call him Brian. Byron. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Well, I would like to see. I would like to see Byron as a head coach because. I'd like to see Brian Byron. Jeez, did it again. I'd like to see Byron or Brian Dable get that job. I think they'd do good with Derek Carr. Well, I'm saying the Byron thing from a purely like Brian Dable is a coach, but the Byron thing from a purely experimental standpoint, because he would be 
very much guy. Bruce Arians. Well, he's younger. He's a Bruce Arians disciple. He's a very much a player's coach. But when he played, because remember, he played for my team for a long time, yeah, and he was the starter for a long time. He, yeah, he, he pulled us out after uh, Brunel left, and we kind of were floating there aimlessly. He kind of rallied Marshall us product. back for Marshall Third. Um, yeah, he uh, broke his leg and like won the conference championship yeah, on a did. broken leg. Um, Warrior. Yeah. So, but he wasn't the he wasn't the vocal leader of the team. Mm. I mean, he might have been on the field, but off the like he it wasn't like he was oh a quiet like. Guy. Yeah, it's not like here comes big bad Byron. Like that's how David Garrard was. David Garrard was the leader of that team. Mm. And uh the same thing with like Mark Brunel. But when Byron was there, he was very soft spoken, very quiet. So I'm interested from a purely uh just want to see how it works standpoint. I'd love to see him as a head coach. So, so maybe my, my top five candidates that definitely get the job. I'm excusing B enemy because I think he gets another job somewhere. Uh, I think BM goes to Chicago, by the way. Um, huh. I have Leslie, Dable, Ken Dorsey, Leftwich. I don't know the next one. I don't know the fifth one. So I got a top four. Marty, Marty Mortingwig. Ma- <laughs> is, 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 is Marty alive? Is Marty still with us? Is it he the uh, who's the DC for the Ravens? Isn't that morning? Oh, week? you're right. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Not that old. He has a uh, Wink Martindale. Wig Martindale. Oh, I knew there was a wig in there somewhere. Uh, I thought Wink, you were talking about Martindale. It's Wink Martindale. W I N K. Wink Martindale. We got there together. Um, I thought you were talking about Mike Schadheimer. I was that like, wait, joke I think would have been Marty, a lot better if I mean, that if I would have gotten the name right. Because <laughs> he's an older white guy with a mullet. That joke would have landed a lot better if Damn I would have gotten the would've. name right. It definitely would have. All right, um, let's get out of here. Well, um, craziness. Also, you never know. Maybe a college coach comes up and takes that job. I hope not. <laughs> Trust me. From my experience with college coaches. But hey, Jimmy Johnson went one in 15 his first year. So we'll see what happens. Well, I think we had a, we had a conversation discussion. Yes. Who knows if it'll be constructive. Who knows how it'll be. I'm going to get so many people in the discord being like, Brennan, you piece of shit. How could you say blah, blah, blah. How could you be so naive, Brennan? But yeah, just, um, again, I, sometimes I forget where the line is because I just think, you know, we're yeah, all that's boys why here. you got to hit me up, and I'll I'll set you right. I know I've had to do that on a couple of jokes. Yeah, a couple times. Couple and it's times. not even. It's one of those things where it's like it's not even like defamatory. It's just like, hey, what? How would you perceive this? Basically, yeah, exactly. Because there's certain things where I'm like, oh, this is a joke. This is funny, and I'll do it no matter what anybody says. But then there's other things where I'm like, like I had that Colin Kaepernick thing mm-hmm. where that's I was like, oh, I was when he was in Nevada, yeah. yeah, and then and then it's like, wait a second, I don't know hit Colin, I don't know that area, so maybe not. Anyway, thank you so much everybody for listening. I hope you like this little bonus episode. Subscribe on Patreon, patreoncom press No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> we don't even have merch for this show. We're not gonna have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get on. Thank that you everybody time. for listening. Eventually. Almost nah. revealed something I wasn't ready to reveal on here. Yet. We've all, we've all, we got merch for all our other shit. That is true. That's, <laughs> that is the other reason I haven't really fought to get the merch for here. Guys, like, we have all the separate merch that we got to focus on. That's true. And remember, everybody, that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. No, you shout out Eric B. Enemy. I'm going to go. My man. I'm going to go with the four I said. 
Ken Dorsey. I thought you were gonna give me more on Ken Dorsey, former UM guy. No. <laughs> no. Hey, 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 oh, hold on. we're not done yet. Have you stopped recording? No. Lane Kiffin. Let's bring the lane oh. train back, baby. <laughs> choo choo. Lane train to Vegas. Come bring on. Bring the lane train phone in the station. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna have to clip it so we can keep this in. <laughs> lane train.